0: Welcome to Ragbag, my name's Frank Burton. Now presenting the concluding part of the story I began last time. If you haven't listened to it, you might want to uh, check out the first part first, yeah, that's the last episode. For the rest of you, here is What Happens at Corrugated Metal Club, part two. Let's play a tune first, then we can crack on with the rest of the story, yeah. Yeah.
1: From the land of the butterflies smell like pineapple taste like lullaby. Wait for the flavor her nature all on my navel This ain't a favor I'm praising her like a savior Mi princesa, mi nena linda, mi corazón Mi sirena, mi chiquitita, mi chicharón uh, I'm just a florist in a rainforest single forest and I swear that all my pain door Stuck in a orbit I just gotta absorb it Would she open up a fortress and feed me endorphins? Angelita have you any love for me? Always come for me but then you run for me I can feel you in my fit. Whisper in my ear, take my soul and disappear. I'm here, Lisa. Showers, bare flowers, full bloom. Smoke her down to the clips till she eclipses. If you drip, strip, rip in abyss, if she exists, catch her whip. Little dab, but a miss, a magic miss. Grant a telepathic wish. Angelic assassin with a bag of tricks. And if she ever fall in love, it's an accident. What's the chances? She's enchanted. I saw where she landed and took a piece of my heart. Now I let her play me like a Spanish guitar. Know this passion bizarre. because she a vanishing star? that there was never love for me. Come, come for me, but then you run for me. Every other scene, I can hear you in my screams. See you in my dreams, but you never what it seems. I had you. Uh. So tell me, have you seen her? Half-reaper, half-senorita. Give me fever, t- take me. See, but
0: So let's recap what's happened so far. So last time I told you about how Sycamore Steve and myself set up our corrugated metal club which is a secret by the way so once again once you've heard this story you are morally obliged to forget all about it, right? So we set up a club, seven of us plus a mysterious eighth member of the club who as it turns out wasn't interested in corrugated metal. He's interested in me for some reason. And when I left you last time, I'd just discovered his identity as long-time ragbag listener and prolific correspondent, Alistair Tracy. So what happened next? Well, long story short, there was a um, heated debate of sorts in the car park outside. No physical fighting was needed, thankfully, but I did need to make it fundamentally clear that Alistair was no longer welcome at the club, no longer welcome in my life, and no longer welcome to contact me in any way. And what he said to me, well, let's just say, it made my blood run cold. And I don't think I necessarily dealt with it in the most mature way possible. Like, I'm a podcaster now, right? this is my outlet, it's my means of expression. So Alistair said what he said, I'll be honest, I went home and I recorded an episode of Ragbag, the notorious episode 15, the angry edition. I may have said a few things in the heat of the moment like, I don't know, I hate you all and stuff like that, words to that effect, and it's not necessarily true. I'd just been rattled, rattled by a rubbish stalker because that's what this man is. He can't even stalk someone properly. He's just rubbish. But that's enough about him. This is about me and how I dealt with it. I don't usually admit to this, but I've got a bit of a problem when it comes to money. Don't get me wrong. I never get myself into debt or gamble or anything like that. It's just that when I get my hands on anything resembling disposable income, I have a tendency to spend it really quickly on what many people would regard as really silly things. Like, I may have mentioned that I won the lottery once, right? 12 million quid. You'd have thought I could have held on to at least a couple of grand of that, wouldn't you? You know, set it aside for a rainy day, but no, I got carried away. I decided that I was a conceptual artist and because I was rich, and because I didn't really have any friends at the time, no one was really willing to tell me my conceptual art pieces were barely even conceptual, not to mention devoid of artistic merit. I can't even remember what the concept was supposed to be now. I've got a terrible feeling that creating something that would be of no use to anyone was the whole point of the exercise. It was all about the contrast between the monetary value of the materials I was using versus the artistic value of the end results. For example, I'd spend thousands on a piece of finely crafted antique furniture then I smash it to pieces with an axe and super glue the pieces back together again in a random, haphazard style, which didn't look pretty and deliberately had no meaning whatsoever. I put on a huge exhibition in a field in Yorkshire. No one came. It rained all day. I camped out there that night, and in the morning I piled each of my exhibits on top of one another and set them on fire. For some reason I was incredibly pleased with myself. I thought I'd pulled off the ultimate punk rock stunt. I actually thought of myself as the greatest artist who ever lived and the fact that no one was there to see it and the fact that I didn't film it and I left no documented evidence of any of this ever having happened other than the evidence on my bank statements that I was no longer a millionaire this was all part of the project itself because if the project had been in any way popular it would have completely failed if a single person had bothered to turn up it would have completely failed at the very least you could say my career as a conceptual artist succeeded extremely well under its own terms. But the truth is, I wasn't the greatest artist who ever lived. The truth is, I think I had a few issues that needed dealing with. And still need dealing with, I suppose, if recent events are anything to go by. When I finished recording Ragbag episode 15... I felt incredibly pleased with myself, just as I had done when I burned my huge stack of artwork. It hadn't yet occurred to me that all I'd really done was insult a bunch of people for no good reason. And as fate would have it, that very same week, I once again became temporarily rich. I already had a decent amount of money in the bank after that mysterious Sponsorship deal from a few weeks back, if you remember that. I'd impressed myself that I'd managed to keep money in my account for that long. Then, a couple of days after the incident at Corrugated Metal Club, well, you know I've got this dispute, financial dispute, with the Bin Laden family, right? Well, that Friday, I received a phone call from my lawyer who had apparently been in touch with Felicity Bin Laden's legal team to discuss an out-of-court settlement, a very generous one. Apparently, the Bin Ladens weren't too keen on the idea of the case being publicised. I accepted it, and actually, I just remembered, as as part of our agreement, I confirmed that I'm going to stop talking about the Bin Laden family on my podcast. So once again, uh, once you've heard this, please do just erase it from your mind. The point is, now I had some money. Money to burn, you might say. Not millions this time, thankfully. But enough to cover the costs of a new project I've been toying with in the back of my mind. I kept the details to myself, because I wanted it to be a surprise. A couple of weeks later, it was ready. Anyway, let's have ourselves a little uh, musical interlude and then we shall conclude this strange tale of mine. It may not be quite what you're expecting, how you're expecting it to end. Certainly surprised me anyway.
2: Such things as love Such things as love you can't go trade any places Don't forget that I I am the cynical one Don't forget that I I am the cynical one. Don't forget that I
0: My name is Jane Perrone and I'm the host of a podcast called On The Ledge. If you've ever wondered where you've gone wrong with that spider plant that's turning yellow or despaired over your dead Venus flytrap then this is where my podcast comes in because On The Ledge is all about houseplants, indoor gardening, how you can keep your plants alive inside. I've been obsessed with houseplants since I was a little kid, but there's still loads for me to learn. So come along and learn with me. I talk to the experts, help to answer your houseplant problems and struggle over Latin names. On the Ledge is available on all good pod apps and you can check out my website at janeperone.com.
3: Get out! Everybody out! It's coming!
1: It's coming! I can't believe the cheek of it. Absolutely ridiculous. A outrageous behavior. Scandalous. The audacity. This could be a life or death situation. Show me your bum. There's no money. There's no
0: money left. It's all gone into Bitcoin. And it
3: epicycle
0: you by which very I am a real doctor. <laughs>
2: Hang on.
3: Is
0: this porn? No,
3: no, 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 no. It's, no. A porn. No, it's no, not no, porn. Definitely
0: not. No. Game no. No. of Thrones, Jim Appel, Game on Toast, Jim Bob. What? In my opinion, there was a total lack of things being stuck up other things. The Comedy Geek Podcast. Search for Comedy Geek on your favorite podcast app.
4: one morning and then you realize all groggy and misty-eyed that you're flying right through the sky on a falcon named Jebediah. When you come to, you see right in front of you, Jebediah staying cool, he ain't scared of the sky or to die from a fall to the earth. But you know that he's got those wings and a and a voice that sings among many other powerful things. He's the king of the falcons. Then you think about it, with every single brain cell, that has gotta be some kind of magic spell. You start feeling the seed. you stand up with your lungs swelled, then your chest heaves, saying, King Job I like that, something happened, the Falcon King's wings stopped flapping, Jebediah said, hold on tight, color, we're stooping the war, then everything around me got weightless, even if I tried, I couldn't escape this, so I fastened my arms around Jebediah's neck, then we fell to the ground at the speed of sound, and just like that, something else happened, fifty fighting falcons started passing, war ready from head to talon, a large battalion of falcons stooped below, then I saw a way over in the distance, through my watering eyes in the intense mist. Jibber I tried to topple his throat
0: I sent a WhatsApp message to the Corrugated Metal Club guys advising them of a change of venue for the next meeting. My place. I tidied up and everything. It's a small place really, just a couple of rooms. I'm a bit of a minimalist, truth be told. Like I don't really have any furniture. I put some bean bags out and the guys made themselves comfortable this thing that I mentioned, the project, was sitting on a small display stand hidden behind a miniature curtain on the windowsill. I kicked off the meeting by saying, You're probably all wondering why I invited you round here today. Well, as it happens, I recently came into some money, so I wanted to do something special, not just for me, but for you guys. Just a warning, you're probably going to think I'm insane. I mean, like, dangerously unstable. But I'm not. I'm passionate about this club. And I just wanted to show my appreciation, so... I pulled a cord on the side of the miniature curtain. And with one brief flick of the wrist, I revealed two square feet of solid gold, corrugated solid gold. I hadn't really considered what their reaction was going to be, surprise certainly, but not shock surely, delight possibly, but not pure unbridled delight bewildered delight was a more reasonable expectation. Reading my comrades' faces in the moments after I pulled that cord, I saw a combination of total shock and unadulterated ecstasy, which was a weird combination. Almost as though they were looking at two entirely separate things and struggling to react to both in the same moment. Then I realised they were reacting to two entirely separate things. I looked up at the missing piece of the puzzle. A face smiling at us through the window directly behind the display stand. The grinning face of a man I'd hoped I'd never see again. And I realised something else in that moment too. I kind of was dangerously unstable. Not dangerous in the physical sense, but is stress related I reckon. Stress causes me to make irresponsible financial choices. And the only reason I was stressed in the first place was because of Alistair and what he said. The fact that I allowed him to get under my skin, led directly to me ordering a specially made strip of corrugated solid gold wasting countless thousands. Anyway, Alistair was there and he was waving at us. Then in a theatrical flourish he bunched his waving fingers into a fist and in a move Worthy of a kung-fu master, he shattered my entire front window. In a heartbeat, he was gone, and so was the corrugated gold. The room erupted into a chorus of shouts. A couple of the guys piled through the window straight after him. Myself and Sycamore Steve opted for the front door and joined in the chase. "'We caught up with the lads at the end of the street. "'There was a choice of two directions to run in, "'and they were breathlessly weighing up their options. "'Which way did he go?' said Steve. "'No idea. Let's split up.' "'Forget it,' I said. Let him go. "'You what?' "'This way he's out of my life for good. "'He won't be back now. He's got his souvenir.' You're serious, said Steve. How much was that thing worth? I said, a lot. But it's only money, Steve. Easy come, easy go. But, said Steve, but what? It was so perfect, and I never even got to touch it. Yeah, sorry about that, mate tell me you had it insured he said nah oh god it really doesn't matter I said it feels like this is the conclusion to this brief weird chapter in my life what makes you so sure of that he said what makes you think you'll never see this guy again I know how his mind works was my cryptic explanation I didn't feel like elaborating at the time but if you're listening now Steve and you'd better be I'll tell you what happened I'll tell you what Alistair said to me that night we chucked him out of the church hall everyone else had gone back inside and it was just me and him in the car park I said I was going to go back inside too and I didn't want to see him again when I came out. He said, Don't worry, I'm going. I'll be back another day, just one final time, to collect a souvenir. Shut up, I said. Then I'll be gone, he said. You have my word on that. I won't contact you again. You won't see me again. But you know what I will be doing, Frank? I'll be listening. Every second of audio you ever release, I'll be the first to click on it. And there's nothing you can do about that. You've made your show publicly available. Get a restraining order if you want. You won't be able to stop me listening to Ragbag morning, noon and night, because you know what? All your other listeners, they may kind of like what you're doing, but they don't get it like I do. There's only two people in this world who really understand what you're doing with this whole ragbag thing, you and me. And bearing that in mind, it's a shame we have to part like this. Because we could have worked really well together. And with that, he was gone. I presume, Alistair, that you're sticking to your word and you are indeed listening. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. I probably should have said that a long time ago, before things got carried away. You know, If there are any other listeners out there who I may have insulted or been a little offhand with, I apologise. I mean, I don't think I've been deliberately rude to anyone else. But just in case, just know that that is not my intention. You know, this show is all about the power of music. The power of music to bring people together and... Playing this beautiful music to you wonderful people is, I suppose, my way of saying I love you. I don't mean you personally, Alistair, by the way. You're a very annoying man. And a gold bullion thief, I might add. But let's just forget about that now. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's all move on. thanks for listening if you've enjoyed this extra special two-part story please consider telling some good people about it using whatever communication method you like you know itunes review whatever you like connect with me on twitter at ragbag frank facebook page is ragbag podcasts my website is frankburton.co.uk you know the drill That last track you heard, by the way, was by Spartan Jetplex. She's on the next bonus bag, which is coming just around the corner. Very, very soon indeed. See you next time.